0: This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, Indeed.com, and Rocket Money. Welcome to the A-List podcast. I'm Quagley Lunas, as always, joined by Gary Walsh, Bernard H. Rod Blakely. Welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> feeling good. Feeling good. My team's going to a bowl game. The Celtics are winning. Okay, Everything even- is coming up roses with your boy. No. Ha ha.
0: All right, the bowl game will not be mentioned because another team had to suffer.
1: <laughs> in the order BC to Pigeons? Those BC Pigeons? It's all good. It's all good. I got love Gary. for BC. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving,
0: Gary? I...
2: <laughs> it was nice. Very nice. Thank you.
0: Yeah? Yep. I'm glad to hear that. I had some turkey, too. Oh, good for you. Congratulations.
2: <laughs> on... I, I have no issue with turkeys. And pigeons, <laughs> Corny, How was how was Thanksgiving in Jersey?
0: It was amazing. I was able obviously to celebrate Thanksgiving, but my dad's birthday was also during the weekend,
1: so we shout went out bowling. To, shout out to Corny's dad who who deals with like the most difficult students in the world to See? deal with. You and went and bowling.
0: Yeah, we went bowling and there was like a little arcade in there, so we played air hockey and basketball. My mom beat me at air hockey; and she wasn't even trying, so I'm still bitter about that. Oh, wow! But we're a very competitive family, so it was it was a good time.
1: So you caught you got multiple L's this weekend.
0: I did. I'm not. Why'd you have to put it like that? You're right. My dad won the bowl, both bowling rounds, so I really did take a lot of L's.
2: What about your brother? He
0: my brothers actually no actually I lied. I won the Papa Shot contest against both of my brothers. Wow. They're taller than me. So I think that should alleviate the Ls that I took hopefully. I think we're good on that one. <laughs> okay. But thankfully the Celtics they're doing a little better than other <laughs> they're looking pretty good. The Celtics they're on this load management program at this point. Tatum was off Sunday it off Monday, Brogdon is in and out of the lineup. What do you two make of the timing of when we talked about this last week, so it actually makes sense, but what do you two make of the timing of giving these guys some rest?
1: Love it. I love the fact that they're figuring out ways to get their core guys a little bit of downtime in season and they're not missing a beat. I mean, they're still beating the snot out of teams when you don't have Tatum, when you don't have Jalen, when you don't have Al and that's the sign of a team that isn't just built to win. This is a team that's built to win a title. Uh, When you look at what they're able to do, you look at how well they're shooting the ball. And, you know, we, we, we talk all the time about how important it is to have good spacing, but it's important to have good spacing with guys who can make shots. That's the difference between this team and some of those previous Celtics teams we've seen. They've had, I think the last couple of years, they've had the potential to have some pretty good spacing on the floor. They just didn't have enough guys to make shots. But now, they're at a point where they can put five versatile, multi-positional players on the floor in waves who can all make shots. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the one guy that has really just kind of stood out to me among the guys making shots is Gary's favorite player, Derek White, uh, who's shooting damn near 40% from three-point range, uh, something that I'm sure many people, including Gary, but we ain't going to say no names, who thought he would never be able to do. So Derek White has been one of the many keys why this team is rolling and why they can have the load management and it not be as big an issue as it is for for some other teams who want to go that route
2: yeah load management I think is a good particular good time you're you the face of the Wizards team that's beatable and they were able to easily uh beat the Wizards uh without Jason and then you face a Charlotte team it's just unfortunately you feel bad for Steve Clifford I mean man yeah, they just, they ain't got nobody out there. You know, they're playing a bunch of kids and, and you know, no LaMelo, no Rosier, no Gordon. Uh, we all know what happened with the, you know, mistakes and, and you know, terrible things, they, you know, he played no contest. The Miles Bridges did. Like just a, a team that was probably could have competed for the play-in, you know, just a, a competitive club, just decimated. And the Celtics were just playing with them on Monday night, it was just, it was, it's hard to watch that in an NBA game, you know, now, you know, because these guys are all professionals and, you know, the Celtics ain't trying to embarrass nobody, but they pretty much did, you know, they got up 30 and, you know, but, you know, without Jalen, so, and without Al, so I think it was a good time to rest because now uh, the rubber hits the road, two games against Miami, and then that treacherous road trip to Brooklyn, Toronto, Uh, Phoenix, Golden State, L.A. and L.A. So it ain't going to get no easier. You're not going to rest Tatum in one of those games or Brown. So get those guys rested up for for, uh, this road trip. And I think that was a good good way. And, you know, Miami's been decimated also. So who knows? They might give, you know, maybe Jalen or somebody else a day off Wednesday and and kind of think, listen, you know, we'll just have to kind of sacrifice maybe a chance at victory now to give a guy a break and try to get it on Friday because you got one of these two game series. So I think it was a good idea to rest. It was kind of a softer part of the schedule with Washington and Charlotte because Sacramento came in looking like they was going to do some real damage. And, and so they, they took that game seriously, won it, but I think it's good to get these guys a break. They've been grinding and Obviously, it ain't like Joe's limiting their minutes during the game. I mean, Joe be pushing them. Joe be playing them dudes. You know, you got to be up 30 with five minutes left for Joe to think about taking the starters out at this point. Win, baby, win. Yeah, he be he pushing them, and that's great, but this is still November. Like, you know, it's a long haul. You do not want Jason tired out as he was in the finals. You do not want these guys. What you want to do is what they're doing. Get these victories 17 and four, build a nice lead in the East. You're going to go through your ups and downs, lose streak here and there, but just do enough early work to where you don't have to swelter like they did last year at the end.
0: Gary, we talk about the how well the Celtics have been doing right now, but a big addition to that would be Robert Williams. And reportedly, he should be returning to the Celtics by Christmas. What do you think? Will be not only the added benefit, but what do you think? How do you think he can get incorporated into this lineup to help the seeds to continue to win?
2: Well, we know it's Robert, and Robert is uh, a fragile guy, impactful player, but a fragile player. Mm. So I don't expect that they are going to bring him back and throw him in. (laughs) You know, maybe Joe would. You know, uh, (laughs) but I think they're going to bring him back and maybe five-minute increments, maybe 12 to 15 minutes a game for a week or two, or maybe a little bit less than that, then start doing them 20 minutes, then see what happens when he, you know, put him in the lineup. Because I think things, what they've done with with this early winning streak is ensure that they don't have to push Robert to get back. Uh I think there was a lot high-level concern of, like, damn, he's going to miss, like, 30 games. Like, they could be 15 and 15 and, and... and, and down six, seven games in the East. By the time he comes back, I think it was real concern that they wouldn't be able to tread water without him because we didn't expect uh, Luke to do so well, didn't expect Horford to play well, didn't expect their offense to be as good. house all these guys coming through? Derek White, as Sarai mentioned, we didn't expect that. But so now what the Celtics have done is bought themselves in time. And, and you what you, your goal for the Celtics is, make sure Robert's healthy, get him warmed and get him reps, and get him 100 percent ready for the playoffs. Your p- plan with Robert Williams is postseason. Who cares at this point, if they're winning without him like this, he only adds to it, but you want him ready, healthy in his primetime ball, playing the best ball of his career come April. So I think that's the thing. The good thing is for the Celtics, if you're a Celtic fan, they don't have to rush him back. They don't have to go, okay, well, gee, we, you know, we're 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 six in the East. We we don't want to be six. They have done so much good early work. And that's what they talked about. Jumping on the early part of the schedule, building some win victories together. So with Robert, and I'm sure take him off the bubble wrap, but make sure that he doesn't. You know, do anything. If he feels a little bit of pain, sit him. Don't play him in back-to-backs. Like, you know, treat him like, you know, with with, with kid kid gloves, as they say. And make sure that he's ready to roll by April 15th.
1: Yeah. The, th- the thing about Rob at this point is that he, he, to me, is what gets you over the hump to win a title. You've already shown you can win at a high level without him. And the way that his minutes, even when he's fully healthy, are distributed, he's an easy one to load manage because he doesn't play a ton of minutes to begin with. So keeping him in somewhere in the low to mid teens uh, is very realistic, very reasonable to kind of get him back into the flow of things without him having to you know, carry this huge burden. And it also gives you a chance to keep developing Luke Cornett, who I just think is getting, from When you look at where he was at the beginning of the season, where I, I'm, I'm wondering, why the hell is he out here? What value is he bringing? to a point now where he's, I mean, he's throwing up the signs when he makes shots and everything, got his own little, little hand signals. Like he tailed with the kiss. He's got his own little thing that he's got going on now. He's got that kind of confidence and he's making those kind of plays. Uh, And, and it's, it's great to see if you're a Boston Celtics fan, because this is a guy that when you went through your Rolodex of who's on a, who who can I bet on to get it done with us this year? And who maybe is more of a crapshoot. He has clearly been an investment that has paid off way beyond the investment that's, that the Celtics made in him and, and more than what the players, I think, anticipated. So uh, give him major props for just get, making himself not just available, but actually productive in the minutes that he does get. And I, I, I talked to him about that before the last game. And, you know, he, he says, you know, I'm just going to try to control what I can control. I can't control how much Rob plays when he gets back. I just know that when I play, when I get out there, I got to I gotta do something. I got to make things happen. And I think for him, he, part of that has to do with the fact that him just becoming more comfortable with the guys around him and the guys having more confidence in him. Uh, he, it seemed when he was out there early on, he was just like a seven foot and some change mannequin out there where he would get to a spot and that's it. He wasn't trying to do anything, but now he's looking to rebound. He's looking to do that, that kind of funky defense that he plays, but it works for him more times than not. He's making his presence felt. He's scoring the ball a little bit. He's doing the things that you want a guy to do when you when you know that they're on limited minutes. That you know they're they're not they're going to be your regular guy. So kudos for him for giving the Celtics a uh, good production and cashing in on an opportunity that he's getting.
0: Well, you set me up perfectly for our first sponsor, betonline.ag. If you're looking to cash in, you know that the NBA season's underway and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. So on their website, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends. That's all there on betonline.ag. And as your continued source for all your sports wavering information, they feature live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, of course, the NBA, the NFL, NHL, MMA, you name it, they probably have it on there. So head to betonline.ag and join right now. You can receive a 50% welcome bonus with our code CLNS50. That's a 50% welcome bonus right before the holiday. So you're not spending too much money on that sign up CLNS50 to get that reward. Bet online where the games start. And we're talking about the Celtics. We have Marcus Smart. We mentioned him <clears throat> on our little social segment that we're you'll find on our social media platforms. Marcus Smart, he's been doing the thing. Do you think, though, he's entered the all-star conversation? Because I think last year, if you mentioned him potentially being a part of it, people would bat an eye and think you were crazy. But it's a little different this time
1: around. <laughs> it's a little different this time around. I, I think he is almost in the conversation. And and I, I say that because statistically, he's not going to be one of the top three or four point guards sure. in the Eastern Conference. Right. But if the Celtics continue to pull away in the Eastern Conference, teams are typically rewarded with eh, one more all-star than they probably deserve right. uh, if they're having a significant amount of success. And Tatum is a no-brainer all-star. Hell, he's MVP candidate. I think Jalen Brown has done more than enough to distinguish himself as yep. one of the best Guards, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NBA. And I think Marcus Smart, this could be the year where he gets that little extra something. Because remember, for the, the, the reserves, they're chosen by coaches. And the coaches typically reward winning teams, winning situations. And, and as we, you know, as, as Gary alluded to earlier, I mean, Marcus is a glue guy. Uh, this team does not have the success that it has had over the last you know, some odd years without Marcus Smart and people, I think have to realize that the last couple of years have been the only time in his time as a Celtic where he was given the keys to the, to the, to the engine and allowed to be a playmaker. This is the same guy that had to play second fiddle in terms of playmaking to Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas and Kimball Walker, all established multi all-stars and understandably so why he had to play second field to them. But now with those guys gone and where there, there's no clear playmaker per se that he's got to basically take, take a back seat to Marcus has shown his ability to be a leader, not only in terms of his words and his actions, but also with his play and the way that this team is winning, it would not shock me if they finish with the best record in the Eastern Conference. And if they're up by like five, six, seven games at that point, it wouldn't shock me if the coaches decided to give Marcus one of those, those reserve all-star nods.
2: Yeah. um, I do think he has an opportunity. Um, I'll say this about Marcus. He has very much adjusted his game. I'm looking at his stats. He's taking 9.3 shots a game. His lowest since 2017, 18. He's taking 5.1, three pointers a game. which is, remember, three years ago um, in the shortened season in the bubble, he took almost seven a game. So he's lowered his three-point attempts, and, and his average is 35%. That's exactly what you want out of Marcus. Marcus, unless it's just he hits a hot streak, is never going to be a 40% three-point shooter. You just don't want him at 30%. You want him in the mid mid-30s. That's fine, 35.1%. 7.5 assists, 11.6 points, um, you know, 1.1 steals, you know, he's shooting overall 41%, 44% from the field, two point shots, which I think is important. 55% on two point shots, the career high 55%. So he is efficient in the paint. Those are paint shots. Those are when he's getting to the basket, getting to the rim. That's impressive that he is improve his offensive game. Um, You know, his efficient field goal percentage, 53.7. I'm sorry, effective field goal percentage, 53.7. His career is 47%. So he is having offensively one of his best years, not scoring average, because he's not taking as many shots, but his best scoring year, 2019-20, He shot 37.5% from the field. Okay, that's not good. He averaged 13 points a game because he was chucking them up. Now he's shooting two fewer shots. His average is up to 44.1%. That's good for a guard. 35.1% is average for a three-point shooter. That's good. That's average. All you want from Marcus, you want him to be able to hit the three. You don't want him shooting 12 a game, and you know he's probably never going to get to that 40% plateau. But thirty-five is good for him, so I think overall eighty-five percent from the line, career high. So Marcus is had offensively a very very good year. In addition to being a good ball distributor, his turnovers are low. Uh, he has a seven-point-five assistant, so seven-point-five to two assistant turnover ratio. That's good because last year was six to two. So he's got he's averaging. Uh, an assistant half more per game and the same amount of turnover. So he's cutting down on those silly plays, the the ball off the, off the backboard to Tatum. The, he listens to our podcast. Yes, he, 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 takes, your he takes, you know, he still takes some chances here and there, you know, some like, ah, oh, Marcus, why'd you do that? But they're a lot less than they were a couple of years ago. When that 19-20 team, I think he was really trying to do too much. He was trying to be that third guy. This time, he's yeah. that third guy, but there's Brogdon, there's White, there's other guys who can score. So Marcus doesn't need to average 15, 16 points a game. He doesn't need to be the third leading scorer on the team. They got other guys, and I think he's comfortable with that. Because I, I think his argument, which I get, was, well, shoot, have somebody else step up then. Have somebody else take the big shot then. Who's going to do it? Like, I'll do it. I'll I'll take the criticism. Now, he's like, you got Jason, you got Jalen, Al here and there, uh, Brogdon, White, you know, you got guys who can hit shots. So I'm sure Marcus is like, shoot, this is making my job. I don't have to be a scorer. So I think it's good. The less shots he takes, the better. And then he has worked on that post game where he can get to the rim, he uses his size. That has been a big development in his game to me is just the ability to post up, to get to the rim. He's become more crafty, shooting off the room, doing that play a couple of days ago, he did the Euro step. He's worked on his footwork. He's shooting with the other hand, like things that develop guys who work hard in their games do. So I think he has a shot especially if the Celtics are running away in the East or they're number one and number two seed, because you got to think Middleton, there's going to be a spot left because Middleton is not played yet this year for Milwaukee. So if you go down the East, you're like, okay, who's going to make the all-star team there, you know, is Kyrie going to make it? No. So there's, there's, there's a few. Okay. You know, Jason, KD, um, other than that, like, there's not a lot of like, oh, he's in, you know, like, oh, that's that's a must. Um, if you look at me, I'm sure Donovan Mitchell will will be in Salt Lake City, back in his old stopping grounds. Um, if you look, Trey Young, I'm sure. Obviously, if you look down the east, there's gonna be some potential spot or two open because um, there's gonna be some newcomers on this team. Remember, no, likely no Kyrie, likely no Chris Middleton. So Milwaukee's not sending. Three or four guys. Milwaukee would probably send just Giannis. So the Celtics uh, do have a chance to get three All-Stars.
0: Sherrod, where do you think Marcus stacks up against in the East, the other guards in the East, but guards specifically?
1: Oh, goodness. If you're talking about, see, with Marcus, you've got to look at it from two different lenses. You've got to look at statistical stacking up and impact stacking up if you're looking at the stacks he does not look good against a lot of the guys Garland Kyrie Halliburton you go down the list there's like maybe four or five that are in that all-star talent conversation and Mark the Marcus does not stack up particularly well against him but when you talk about impact talk about winning which again I go back to the fact that Marcus if he's going to get in he's going to be voted in by the coaches. So you go and look. So that's why my focus when it comes to Marcus and his all-star candidacy is more about what the coaches are looking for than what you and I and and, and, and fans and media look for. They look for winners. They look for impactful players. They look for guys who can move the needle in a way that takes you from being mediocre to above average or from slightly above average to being a title contender. Marcus checks off a lot of those boxes with his defense, with his improved shooting a bit more selective in his shot taking now in a good way. And he'll still have those stretches where you're like, damn, Marcus, what the hell are you doing? And that's okay. Because right now those moments are so few and far between compared to what we've seen in in previous years. And that's one of the reasons why I I think he does have a, a really good shot if these, if the Celtics can keep winning, because the decision won't be left to you or me or, or fans. It'll be left to the coaches, the, the folks who game plan against Boston every night. The ones who, when they're going back and preparing, you know, their, 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 uh, their, video cuts of what Celtics are doing well and what they're not doing well. He's someone that stands out with what he does defensively. His decision making as a point guard. I mean, he had damn near a double double in the first quarter, last, you know, the other night. I mean, that's that's insane uh, for any player, let alone, you know, a guy, Marcus, who's not known for his scoring and playmaking. So I think he does have a good shot base in large part because the decision makers who will be making that call are coaches and not players or excuse me, not fans. Uh, And and that's that's definitely to his benefit.
0: Well, If you have a small business, let's pivot a little bit. We have to talk about Indeed, because as you guys that listen on the regular, I have probably already heard, no one has a business like yours with its strengths and challenges. So to succeed, you're going to need a hiring partner that adapts to those needs. And that, of course, is Indeed. They are the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, trying to find the right candidate for a job you can just go to Indeed.com. They have this instant match tool which over 80% of employers say that they get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match the job description, which again, is really hard for a lot of businesses when they're looking to hire for the right person for the job. The moment you sponsor a job, you're usually going to find the person that you need. And when you sponsor, you're actually three times more likely to get a hire according to Indeed data. With Indeed, you can select for the skills that matter most to you. Add from a selection of over 100 Indeed assessment tests to the job post, and that'll help you hone in on the candidate that you need with the right skills as soon as possible. Even better, Indeed is actually the only job site where you can pay for applications that meet those must have requirements. If you're looking to hire, you can do that right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com A list. Offer good for a limited time. You can claim that $75 Credit. Again, we're talking about the holiday season. We're all trying to save where we can. So all you have to do is go to indeed.com slash alist and now help you save $75 on that job post. Again, that's indeed.com slash alist. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need indeed. We talked about Marcus Smart. Another person that's stood out for various reasons for this Celtics team is Blake Griffin. He is looking, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get this consistently, but he was looking pretty good on Monday night. Do you think he's the fill-in big that the Celtics are looking for? Obviously, when we talk about load management for Al Horford, can Blake Griffin be that guy? Or was that just a spark in a, was it a spark in a pan? Is that the, the term?
2: Flash I'm not the
0: good to analogies.
2: <laughs> Flash in a pan.
0: Flash in a the pan. There we go.
1: That Sparkle. was before your time and mine, Coin. Don't Sparkle. think, don't think, no. That's Gary's he here.
0: Gary saw the first flash in the pan.
2: Spark in the pan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Never mind. Get the term right. Let's move Try to roast you. That's,
2: that's what, that's, that's
1: called having too much cooking grease on, in the stove. That, that's, that's, that's spark. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, Gary, I, I, I think Blake has been better than I thought, to be honest with you. Um. I'm not all that blown away by what he did against Charlotte just because Charlotte kind of sucks this year sure. uh, with all the injuries. It, it, it doesn't surprise me, but Blake is better than I thought. I mean, he's not, this is not the Blake jumping over cars for a dunk Blake Griffin. That dude ain't coming back. Uh, you, nah. know, if you see him, you're watching a video from, from, from early Blake yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, he's not that guy anymore, but what he is, is a smart, savvy veteran. Uh, you watch him play, and he's done this game. He's been in the game long enough to where he knows what he can and can't do. He knows where he can help and where his play might be a detriment. Uh, I'm I'm still a little bit nervous about having him out there for extended periods of time because I still think his defense is very shaky. Uh, but his ability to make hustle plays on the boards, his ability to score uh, when he's got a match, matchup that's favorable to him, he still has a lot of those skills uh, and, and that ability left in the tank. But uh, I, my thinking is that anyone that you were to bring in as that extra big, you're not going to be expecting them to do much more than Blake Griffin provides. And if, and if you're not going to get much more than that, then why? Why would you make that deal? I know there's been a lot of talk about Pirtle, uh, you know, the big from down in San Antonio possibly being on the radar, but that dude is going into, into free agency. He ain't trying to be no spark or flash in the pan or spark in the pan, whatever you want to call it. He's trying to be, he's trying to get some burn. He's trying to, he's trying to play. And that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. So Blake is the, the ideal filling someone who you can keep on the bench for three, four, five, six games, throw him in a lineup, and he's not gonna be freaking out or feel this added burden of pressure to perform. He's just gonna do what Blake can do and leave it at that.
2: I think Blake has um done exactly what they've asked him to do. You know, it's interesting just to see Blake and to know what he once was and a perennial all-star dude could jump out the gym, an athletic freak, um, just even from his days back in Oklahoma, you know, and just now he's, um, you know, a glue guy, like he's he's hustling, he's not going to get the loose balls, diving, things like that. Like he is doing what it takes to remain in the league. And I think that the Celtics needed a guy like him. Now, is he going to help him? He might help him help you win a couple of ball games here and there, you know. Um, But I think he's played what, eight, nine games of their 21. You know, I think he has the perfect role. Clubhouse leader, old head, those guys can talk to. He's got a great sense of humor. And the great thing about Blake that I've noticed, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Is not that guy, like you know, where we you talk about a you know as Sherada and I've discussed back in the day Iverson in his later years, or you know Wessel Westbrook now he doesn't walk into the locker room and say Do you all know who I am? Do you know what I've done? Do you know you know you know me? And he doesn't come with that type of arrogance, and I think that that helps you stay in the league because. If you look at the guys now, you know, Dwight Howard, Demarcus Cousins, like, people are like, you know, do you want the headache? Blake ain't no headache. Blake's a good team guy. If he doesn't play, he's not going to complain. Does he want to play more? Of course, he'll think he wants to play more. Uh, is he capable of more than he does? Yeah, he could shoot still, kind of shoot the three. You know, he could get up a little bit still. Obviously, you know, he's not the, he you ain't going to get him off the pick and roll, but in dunking on, you know, folks, but, you know, he still can do stuff athletically, not nearly at the level of his heyday, but he still is, he's useful out there. You know, it's not like, and nothing against Jordanus Haslam, but it's not like you're throwing Haslam out there and it's like, you know, okay, why is he out there? Like, you know, you don't want to see that dude play, but you don't want to see Haslam playing 30 minutes in a game, you know? Oh, fair, yeah. Um, he's 42, right? He's just, you know, but I don't Blake, want to see
1: thirty seconds
2: of Yeah, you can <laughs> you can see um, Blake out there for twenty minutes about Max and him. You know, give you nine points and eight rebounds and a steal, um, or in a couple of good screens, that type of thing. So I think it's amazing that he has developed into this guy because a lot of guys in his position would either be trying to go overseas, trying to go to China, still thinking I'm still the man I was. Blake knows he's not that guy. And he know and he knows the league knows. I mean, he told me last night like, "Hey, you look at the video. I know, I know. I I see what I see. I see myself in 2022 and then look at games in 2012, <laughs> you know. I mean, I know. You know I know. And I think that that, that acceptance is really rare. And I think it's refreshing because that's how guys stay in the league. Because in this today's NBA, the 30 somethings are getting weeded out because teams rather literally cultivate and develop a prospect. You rather have Mafundu Cabangeli on your team, a Fiandu, sorry, Fiandu Cabangeli. <laughs> so Fyondu. close. Fyondu, play you, play. Cab- you rather have him on your team than a Dwight Howard or Demarcus Cousins. Because is going to play his ass off. He's going to go to Maine when you tell him to. He's going to come back when you tell him to. You can basically, he's going he's a prospect still. You know? And so for guys of the, because I'm sure, you know, before your time, Quan, I'm not throwing it in your face, but like when uh, Sherrod and I began um, covering the league in, uh, you know, the mid-2000s, early 2000s, there are a lot of other. There are a lot of older guys on rosters, you know, they, because those dudes are old heads. They were sages. They, you know, now those dudes are getting weeded out. If you can't play, you're not playing. You know, there ain't no Eudonises much around anymore, like that. If you can't play, see you later. You can go to Taiwan. You can go to China. You can go to, you know, MSK, CSK, Moscow, whatever. But the league rather, rather develop prospects and find that gym, that guy who has been slept on, or maybe didn't make it in his first stop, then uh, put faith in a dude whose skills have declined. You know what I'm saying? So there's, I mean, I, mean, I was looking, you know, Leangelo balls in the G league, Charlotte still, you know, trying to figure out, okay, does he have something? Yeah. So teams would rather do that, you know, over or get a guy who maybe didn't work out in his first stop, but still 22, 23 can work out as opposed to a Blake. So I think it's refreshing to see that Blake has, has that attitude and he's trying to get a championship. You know, yeah. same with DeMar- uh, DeAndre George. DeAndre's a backup center now. Does, De- does DeAndre feel like he can still start? I'm sure there's Hawks you know, still starting. I'm sure if you asked him, with nobody saying nothing? DeAndre's like, listen, either I come with that attitude that I should be a starter and I don't play nowhere, or I can keep making a couple of dollars, you know, five, six million a a year as a backup and still be in the league and living the life. So some guys have to make decisions. I think Blake made a decision. I want to win the championship. I want to help out. I want to mentor. And that's the way that's the way to go. That's the way unfortunately, for some of these guys, you've got to stay in the league.
1: You're right, Gary. You're absolutely correct. It is refreshing, uh, you know, from what we're seeing from, from those OGs. And you know what else is refreshing? Saving money. Something okay. that we're going to talk a little bit about from our good friends from Rocket Money. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app that helps you track all of your expenses, and because of it, you no longer waste money on subscriptions you don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total cost is closer to $200 and some change. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app that you surely will love that takes care of that for you. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Now, the app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. You Rocket Money can even find those subscriptions you didn't even know we you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double-charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of the use of subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com A-list. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash A-list. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash A-list. And special shout out to my man, Gary Washburn, so we can save up some money and give me and Quanny nice gifts for Christmas. Boom.
0: Yes, we love it. We love it. <laughs> Gary's all on it, right, Gary? Yeah, I think so. Right, I think. Right. Right. I guess I'm making some good gifts as a result. As we head around the NBA quickly before we wrap up, let's talk about the Miami Heat because their fans are one thing, they're obnoxious, but they are on a three-game win streak. So what do you two make of it? Is that just another flash in the pan? I like flash in the pan. It sounds
1: cool. I like spark in the pan, spark in the plate. <laughs>
0: spark in <laughs> the plate. That's a new one. Spark in the sky. Oh, oh Yeah. Are the Miami Heat legit? And I ask this only because, of course, the Celtics do face them on Wednesday. So I need to get a sense of what
1: Celtics fans should expect for this game as well. If the Celtics play pretty close or damn better than half as well as they normally play, they'll win this game with no problem. Uh, Miami, you know, the, the, the thing about the heat, the one thing that they're doing a much better job of now is, is defending, uh, their defensive rating has been up over these last few games. Uh, they're doing a better job of limiting opponents, three point shooting percentage. Uh, they, they're, they're doing all the things that have really, we've come to expect from Eric's bolster teams. And as Gary alluded to earlier, they've had some injury issues, obviously that they've been dealing with, and that certainly derailed them to some extent. But as we've seen with the Celtics, uh, in or out of a lineup, it doesn't matter. Whoever's stepping on the floor for Boston is balling. Uh, And that I don't think is going to change because really, you know, those backups, when they get a chance to play now, they're coming in with the right mindset. And that is, we may not get a chance to get a burn on any other time. It's now or never. We got to ball. We got to make it hard on Joe to keep us on the bench. And I don't believe Miami has the kind of team makeup right now that can really really challenged the Celtics. I expect them Boston to win both of these games, uh, pretty convincingly.
2: Yeah. Miami is a very hard team to read because they've never really been healthy. Um, and the question is like, are they a contender and Jimmy Butler's bit out, um, you know, missed a good amount of games. I think he's missed eight games, uh, this year because um, Miami is, as we speak, uh 10 and 11, okay, with a home heavy schedule, right? And the and the <laughs> and the only guy to play in all 21 games is one 36-year-old Kyle Lau. Um, the rest, Out of missed two games, Struess two games, uh, Tyler Hero missed eight games, Jimmy missed eight games, Gabe Vincent missed five games. Like they have been. Uh, You know, Duncan Robinson missed five games. They have been a walking uh, mass shooting. So, what they, it's hard to tell whether they're a contender. I don't think they are because I just don't think that they have that oomph. Like, nobody, you know, like Jimmy, when he gets going, can scare anybody. He is capable of a 40 point game, you know, just that 47 point game he had. At the Garden in Game Six, to, to, that the, the Celtics could have closed it out. He he he's still someone to fear, but in Adebayo, when he when he's right, he you know he's scoring a little bit more this year. But like Lowry is not having a good year. Lowry shooting thirty eight percent from the field, um, and you know Max Struess, you know the pinpoint three point shooter is only shooting thirty five percent from the three. Tyler Hero's been hurt; he's only shooting thirty three percent from the three. Gabe Vincent, this is the shocking one. Every time I see Gabe Vincent put up a shot against the Celtics, that damn thing goes in. Okay. Gabe Vincent shooting 30% from three and 39% from the field. Like this team is is really, really bad offensively, right? Um, and the, so the question is are, are the Celtics, I think the Celtics are catching them at the right time, but Miami's going to need another piece. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to need. It just seems like they don't have that guy to join Jimmy. Is it Hero? Can you put faith in Hero? Um, Now that you got the big extension, who is it? Is it Lowry? As I said, Lowry, 36 years old now. What can you expect from Kyle Lowry besides durability? Obviously, he's played in all 21 games. So the Heat are kind of a mysterious team. You never, you always trust uh, Eric Spoelstra because he does. He's a great coach, one of the top five coaches in the league. But the roster they've put together is just a bunch of you know, Orlando Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, and Nikola Jovic, Jovic, the, the the rookie. Drew like God, Dwayne Debman, like guys. You're like who, what, you know? Like they and they cultivate those guys, but it seems like the the heroes and the Vincents and the Struces have not, all, and the Lowry's have not been good. So it's basically Bam and Butler. And remember, they were putting mad faith in Victor Oladipo, and Victor ain't played this year yet. He's still out with his knee soreness. Who knows when he's going to come back? They they signed him. I thought the Celtics, you know, we, we saw what he did in the playoffs. I was like, wow, he would be good. And obviously, I'm sure they're glad they didn't do that. I thought, you know, they'd be good for the CB, a good good kind of off-the-bench guy to, you know, before they signed Gallo and all that. That didn't work out, it hasn't worked out. But, you know, to fill up the basket, the guy could just come off the bench and score, but Oladipo hasn't played this year. So Miami's got to get healthy, and they need a one or two more guys before I consider them a contender. Although I think it would be two very good games, a rivalry, the, te- the teams play each other hard. Out of has always been a problem for the Celtics. So I don't expect them to easily just, you know, put, put them away. But I do think the Celtics got definitely more talent and should win both games.
1: Yes, they should win both games. I I, I don't think it'll be nearly as close as you think, Gary. I think, I think Miami's trashed right now, to be honest with you. Um, I just don't think they're very good. Uh, and I think the Celtics, even on a bad game, uh, the Celtics, At this point, the way they're playing bad games, they can still beat you by 10. Uh, The way they're playing, the way their defense is starting to kind of show signs of of figuring things out. You know, because for, the uh, you know, we're 20 some games into the season, but the first 10 or so, they were like bottom five, bottom 10 in almost every defensive category. Since then, they've been somewhere closer to the middle of the pack. When your offense is is clicking the way theirs is, if your defense can be average, your whole team is going to be exceptionally uh, well Put together and win a lot of games, which we're seeing. So uh, I'm I'm not worried too much about the Heat. The Brooklyn game on Sunday, that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, that was going to be interesting. But for now, the Heat should be the focus. And I, I think the Celtics should win both of those games uh, pretty comfortably.
0: There you have it. Well, the, the and, wrap. Up, oh, and, what we, sorry. Yeah. No, uh, that's what you got oh, to say. Ju- the
2: Heat just rolled Jimmy Butler out for Wednesday's game. So. It should be
1: tackle another five points to my prediction.
2: Further developments. <laughs> so what, what's the company you be advertising? What <laughs> you said, it, 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 BetOnline.ag? Yes. Ah, ah, you what know. company
0: like it's, it's not paying your bills too? <laughs> you BetOnline, online. <laughs> no, BetOnline though. That's good to know. Jimmy's not going to be in the game. You might want to go and use that code CLNS50. Exactly. Save money and make more money. Look at that. It's a win-win. Exactly.
1: Before we break out, one quick quick note. Uh, shout out to the U.S. men's soccer team uh, in the World Cup. Yes, excellent, excellent win over Iran. Watched the game in its entirety. Uh, that was a hell of a game. So shout out to them for getting that 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 W and moving on to the knockout round where they will play the Netherlands on Saturday. So uh, good, good
0: for them. That. And it, it ended up being a, a also political type game as well. So. They literally had no choice but to win and show that freedom, liberty, freedom of speech, all of that, women's rights. That's where it's at. (laughs) There
1: you go, there you go.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that being said, once again, I wanna give a shout out to all of our partners, betterline.ag, Indeed.com, and Rocket Money. Make sure you use those promo codes if you're looking to sign up for any of those platforms. For h Ron Blakely and Gary Washburn, I'm Connie Lunas. This is the A-List Podcast. Come back next week and we'll give you more.